Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I, I Googled the song um, Believe by Cher today. Yeah. And um, I didn't realize it was Do You Believe in Life After Love? Did you think it was Love After Love? Yeah. I, but who doesn't believe in life after love well she's not she's asking you is it a pro pro suicide song i don't support it you don't support the song i don't support this pro suicide message i love the song anyway, so i support whatever she's trying to convey with it that's probably not on target anyway that's probably not very focused for a basketball podcast i yeah let's um uh, I'm hosting again this week. I'd like to welcome you to the Advanced Analytics. That's it. It's Advanced Analytics. That's what it's called. Did you see um, Newlands Noel's injury today? Because I couldn't watch the footage. You couldn't watch it because of the internet no. problems or just you were scared? Oh, no, yeah. Um, uh, no, the internet's fine. Um, I'm in Vietnam. They ex- might explain the delay. Um, no, the, yeah, I was just scared to watch it. I watched it. It's not gruesome. It's not like, sorry, it's it's not nice to watch, but it's not like a bone jutting out injury. Does he smash his head against the core? What happens? Kind of. It, it doesn't look that bad, but you are like, oh, man, I hope he's okay. Um, he jumps up to contest a sh- um, a, sh- a dunk attempt from Andrew Wiggins comes in and, and tries to throw down the biggest poster of all time. <laughs> kind of um, elbows him in the face, it looks like, with his offhand while he's cocking it back with his right hand. Like his left elbow kind of hits Nerlens in the face. And then Nerlens is clearly out of it in midair. And so he falls. Oh, he gets knocked out up there. Well, I think maybe. He doesn't look knocked out, really. But just the way he falls and lands without bracing himself in any way implies that he's not 100%, I don't think. Because then he kind of just hits the ground and his head just whiplashes and I think hits the the ground again. Okay, You describing it was not safe for work. How could the video be better than that? Well, yeah, it's pretty bad. Anytime you see a guy getting on a stretcher and going off is horrible. And I hope he's okay. But... Here's a really interesting thing, okay? When Paul George snapped his leg, okay? Yeah. Gordon Hayward snapped his leg, and both of these looked horrific, right? Bones sticking out. Okay, this year, Karis Levert, I didn't watch that one, I don't think, but he snapped his leg, right? Yeah. Had a bone or something sticking out. Yeah, I don't know where you're going with this. Okay, Nerlens Noel falls... And gets stretched off after taking two head knocks. What is the through line to this? Uh, injuries happen in sports. Yes, but something else. Derek Rose was present at every single one of them. Wow. I just got chills saying that as well. 
pretty crazy. That is that is that is also horrific. Yeah. Um. Someone someone pointed out that um Derek Rose uh was present when he tore his ACL himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um. And my biggest question is, and uh, besides Nerl- is Nerlens all, all right? I don't think that's confirmed yet, right? Yeah. Um. I, I had a look. I did a deep dive. Because later in that, that, that this whole game, there's quite a lot of interesting things about this game. Firstly, it was um, Minnesota's, I guess, interim coach's first ever game coaching. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah, the Thibodeau firing and the hiring of a 32-year-old. It's insane. Yes, but Andrew Wiggins went off for 40 points. Um, Ex-Atlanta Hawks teammates, uh, Dennis Schroeder and Jeff T got into a pushing match, which ended with... Um, Jeff Teague being ejected, supposedly it was because Dennis Schroeder saw a group of Minnesota players laughing after the New Orleans Noel injury, and he yelled out, what are you laughing at? And then later he kind of started the tussle that got Jeff Teague uh, ejected. Then, I only just found this out a few minutes ago, uh, searching on Twitter to see if New Orleans was okay. In the post-match interview... Andrew Wiggins, um, this is what he's rumoured. I watched the video, and to be honest, I think people have misheard him and he kind of misspoke and people have misheard him. But this is what he was quoted to have said when asked about Dennis Schroeder. I don't know what's wrong with him. Uh, He was just gay. He was acting crazy for no reason. Can you hear me? Oh, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, I'm listening. So you're so you're saying he he said he was gay. Yes, and Andrew Wiggins uh, has recently taken to Twitter to say the following: I'd like to clarify what I said tonight during my post game media session. I said I don't know what's wrong with him. He was just getting acting crazy for no reason. I have the utmost respect, a love, and respect. For the LGBTQIA <laughs> community, yeah, and I would no, never okay. use any term to disrespect yeah. them in any way. I'd say that's definitely a miss. A miss sounds oh, like a misspoken. Situation. I agree for sure. But but the Teague Schroeder thing is pretty crazy. So Schroeder now plays for the Thunder, who would have been heavy favourites going into this game. Where um, I, there is a bounce, uh, a, a team plays a lot better when their coach has just been fired. But you would expect the Thunder to be significantly better than the Wolves at this point. Um, and, and of course, um, Schroeder, uh, being the guy who they, who the Hawks chose over Teague. So Teague obviously hates Schroeder as a lot of people do. Um, and so they got into a fight and one of them got ejected, just Teague. Yeah. I think Schroeder got a, um, a technical as well, but Teague got two. Amazing. And the curse of Derek Rose shivers. There's a lot to unpack there. I'm disappointed I missed the game. Um, yeah, Timberwolves are weirdly looking quite good, though, aren't they? I haven't really even. F- I saw they blew out the Lakers yesterday, and then this. But anyway, well, let's get into it. It's time for the weekend review. Weekend review. Okay. Um, well, big news was Tom Thibodeau was fired immediately after they smashed the Lakers. They were up twenty to three. Yeah. Within <laughs> minutes, and maintained basically a twenty point lead for the entire game. Yeah, and um, as soon as the game finished, he got fired. And the key stat for me is that um, Towns played thirty-five minutes and Wiggins played thirty-six minutes in what was a very straightforward blowout win. Mm. And um, I think it's 
a weird time to fire Thibodeau, don't get me wrong, but it's nice to see, like, when pundits like me and you, like, criticise, I can't believe it's called as pundits, whatever we are, is pundits even the word or is it punnets? No, it's definitely pundits. Punnets is what, like, ice cream comes Yeah, I can only think of, like, a a packet of strawberries with either of those. No, don't we'll just forget about the strawberries, just focus on on what we are, which is NBA experts. When munters like us... strawberries... When we, we all say, why does Thibodeau play his players so much? But I assume Thibodeau, as an NBA veteran, I think he won a championship with the Celtics team. Like A guy like him, you'd assume, knows better than us. But it looks like he was fired for the reason that people have been complaining about for the Bulls and, and the Timberwolves for um, years. And it's, it's one of those unexplained questions. It's like, why does Jabari Parker not play defense? Why do the Knicks not hire a competent GM? Um, why does James Harden not develop a style of play that's going to work in the playoffs? Like it just, it, 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 you just don't know why these people keep on doing these same mistakes, and this could be the end of Thibodeau's career because of it. It's it's it's, it's mind blowing. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, I I don't know the inner workings of the Timberwolves organization, but I do know Derek Rose got into hot water for what he tweeted <laughs> after um after the firing. What did he tweet? Uh, wait, did you not genuinely not see it? No. Oh, well, I should have got the tweet, but it was along the lines of, um, you know, he believed in me. He's always believed in me, even when no one else did. Like, before I came to Minnesota, I was out yeah. of the league. No one wanted me. Um, he was the only one who believed. And, yeah. and, then, and then he, but then he finished it by saying, um, in fact, it wasn't a tweet. It was just in an interview, I think. He, um, oh, that's a bit different. Yes. He then said um, to anyone who's still wanting to see him fail, kill yourselves. <laughs> and he got into hot wow, water just for the um, kill yourselves bit. Again, strong suicide message in this um, podcast. Can we just say we don't endorse the words of Derek Rose or Cher. We, we say don't kill yourself. Yeah, and uh, it'll get... Unless get you better. are criticizing and hating on Tom Thibodeau, in which case it's a real good option. No, I think um, um, Derek Rose is talking about his haters. Oh, his haters. Yeah, I think so. I think he brought it back to himself. Wow. It's funny how everyone thinks they have haters. Like, was it Harden the other day who was talking about how no one's ever believed in him? And he was the number three pick in the draft. It's oh, like, yeah. everyone believes no, it. Not no, only he has that, a lot people, of haters, though, for sure. People call him... Literally no, he does, but people have believed uh, believed in him all along the way. It wasn't until he was an all-star player that people started hating on him. It's not until he went to the Rockets. Like, he was sixth man of the year, NBA finalists. You know, like, he was, yeah, he was, people have always believed in him, and the haters believe in him. They just don't um, like him. Uh, so what I thought was crazy about this, besides being the end of the Jimmy Butler drama, where it's funny where everyone thought the Wolves had a choice to choose between Jimmy Butler or Tom Thibodeau, and they chose neither in the end. The coach they replaced him with, and I didn't know all the details, so let me just explain how I saw it. The coach they replaced him with, I just wanted to look it up, this guy called Ryan Saunders, um, he's 32 years old. Yeah. That's insane. Like, I just thought that was unbelievable. I'm 31 years old. I'm not ready to go take charge of the Sacramento Kings. And um, uh, he didn't seem to have that good, like, a, a pedigree. He's not like Luke Walton, like, former player who'd been coming up quick under a defending champion, you know, possible Hall of Fame coach. 
it seemed very amazing that this guy was so successful so young. And it took me like literally say, 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to say this is where me and you differ because I definitely think I'm ready to go and um, lead the Sacramento Kings <laughs> to the promised land. <laughs> so 20 minutes into research, it took me a long time to realize and it was just like a tweet or something. Someone joked about nepotism or something. Okay, wait, what's his I name? Realized, what's his name? Wait, pause. I'm just going to try and guess what you realized. What's his, what's the coach's well, his name? Ro- Do you not know this either? No. His his name's Ryan Saunders. Flip Saunders' kid. Yeah. Wow. This makes so much sense now because I was reading a lot of comments, comments saying like... And comments. No, I didn't read a single comment. I was reading comments all being like, this is for Flip and stuff. And I was like, man, this is weird to tie this um, this one random win to flip saunders like i guess they just anytime anything good happens they just say this is for flip it's just bizarre it's just it gets weird a 32 year old coach and they've done the right thing they've said like he's the interim coach and um they hope it goes well but they're looking they've kind of implied they're looking for a coach yeah um but like a tough situation to get in um yeah him doing it for his deceased father and i it is nepotism in terms of I hope it works out for him. Don't be wrong, I'm rooting for him. Like it'd be so cool to have a 32 year old head coach, like a player just older than most of the players he's coaching, and um, actually younger than some of his veterans. Yeah. yeah, this was something I saw earlier today, unrelated to knowing you were going to talk about this guy's age. How? Yeah, let's play a quick round of guess how old Tim T- Tom Thibodeau is. Um, I would guess Tom Thibodeau is. 58 years old. Yeah, okay. You pretty much know that he's 60. <laughs> um, how old did you think I was going to guess? I would have said like 43. <laughs> he looks like the penguin on um, Batman Returns. Who, who was probably 43 at the time of filming. <laughs> he looks short. Like he looks like a he's, no. He looks a mobster from The Simpsons. He looks. He's not in peak shape, but that's why I'd argue that I thought he'd be younger than he was. Like I think for sixty, he actually looks pretty good. Okay, you're. That was. I can't believe I was here doing a great rant about this amazing story, and you interrupted it for a game of guess how old Tom Thibodeau was, and I was hoping he'd be like forty three or seventy eight. Um, but no, he he looks about 50, 60, and that's how old he is. He looks um, Okay. So Ryan Saunders is 32, but I just looking at his Wikipedia and being like, oh, he went to a flash, um, a top Minnesota um, high school, and then he went to Minnesota University. That's what interested me. I was like, he's a hometown kid. This is an amazing story. He played a little bit in college as a walk-on, as a point guard. And then I was like, man, he went straight from college, um, like university doing a coaching course straight to um, the Washington Wizards, and then he went to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I was like, oh, he's, he's Flip Saunders' son. Like, he went to the, he went to the Timberwolves because Flip Saunders was the coach there. But then, of course, I didn't realize that Flip Saunders was also the coach when he got his start in Washington as well. So everything – but this, a lot, like a lot of people in the world, like everything's been given to them um, uh, because, you know, I got my job at McDonald's because my dad – um, ran a McDonald's. Wow. It was, it was, that was the. To be pro- honest, that was the. That was the. Yeah, I reckon you could have got that job without that. 
that foot in the door. <laughs> I got hooked up. Um, but um, it's just it's just re- a lot of pressure on the guy because Flip Saunders has become this, um, and I don't want to disrespect Flip Saunders' coaching career, but it wasn't stellar. Like he was the guy who coached Kevin Garnett for like 10 years, Minnesota's best ever record, but I think that was more probably Kevin Garnett than it was Flip Saunders, and then he went and did well, but not well enough with the Pistons, Can and I? then he was terrible with the Wizards and fired, and then he went back to Minnesota, and then he passed while in office, and that's why he's so well re- re- revered, and for this kid to take on that responsibility mm-hmm. is mind-blowing. He, um, The players were so friendly with him after the game, they were loving it, hugging him and yeah. whatnot, but it did almost have like a comedy vibe. Like they were like... I can't believe this child. Yeah, has like, is the coach and we've won, we've won our, he's got 100% success. It was almost like a little bit of a joke, it, it seemed like, but... In two games time, he's going to be coaching against Greg Popovich. It's like a, um, like a, a Thunderstruck or um like mike or you know one of those like bad kids films for sports where like this guy just gets promoted to being the nba head coach it's like eddie that's what it's like and he actually doesn't have like a bad schedule coming up i noticed like he's got a few tough games and then it gets into he gets to play the suns and the a few winnable a few games you'd assume they could win with even without a coach you know yeah um man i forgot about the film eddie man i want to watch that great film Man, I'm really excited. That's going on the list. Um, and Minnesota have been cooking, I think. Am I correct in saying that? They've won three in a row. I, I don't know if they've been cooking. They've been beating yeah. like you know, been beating you teams know who they, they blew beat. out by. Okay, okay, that was the craziest game. They blew, um, won by uh, 17 points against the Magic, and this is what hey. happened. I watched the first half. You're not saving this for Magic Mayhem. No, I'm just going to say it now. Oh, they won the first half. The Magic were doing, looking so well. Like, we finished the first half. We were up. We were cruising. And then I went for a run at, at halftime, and I came back, and it had just swung, and we were just getting blown out. It went from us blowing them out to them blowing us out <laughs> in I don't know how short a time. I, I ran, like, 4K. I didn't go for a long run. And anyway. Well, that's what happens when you're riding that Magic roller coaster, baby. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Other big news this week. Uh, what's next? Ah, oh, sorry. I was. Um, maybe the Spurs are good. Um, is, that uh, news? is that is that? I put it on the that dock. A big story. Well, Spurs um, are good. I just want to say the Spurs are good. Uh, I've, I was trying to trade Lamarcus Aldridge on my fantasy team for quite a while. Has he come right? I think I think he's he's definitely coming right. If not, he's come right. Um, I mean, it's 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 been brief, but I think they're like fifteen and five since the start of December, and they've beaten some good teams. And um, you know, they blew out the the Raptors and Kawhi's comeback. Um, and I think supposedly he's changed their defense slightly. Popovich has, and um, I just think you never count out the Spurs, man. Yeah, okay, well, good on the Spurs, and welcome back to them. I've, I'm very happy for them, and glad. And I'm glad to see DeRozan um, having a bit of success, and that was cool that he got a triple-double, his first ever triple-double against the Raptors. Yeah. But I thought was well, I thought the big story of the week was definitely the um, uh, Rockets versus Warriors game. Would you not yes. say it was probably the game of the year? Did you watch it? Oh, yeah, incredible game. 
James Harden had a triple-double, 44 points, 15 assists, and the game-winner. People are talking a lot about the game-winning shot. Um, you forget that he, he had the same crack um, in overtime. Uh, he had the same. He had the chance to win it in regular time. Sorry, and um, it was hilarious. Him running down the clock, and um, he gripped both his shoes before he shot up that brick. But um, the game winner was, yeah, shot of the year, game of the year in the overtime. Um, you mm. know, making it over both um, uh, Draymond, Face, Draymond, and Clay. It was, yeah. It was awesome. The, oh, plus the Rockets were down twenty as well. Yes, um, and there was James that, Harden the cr- went, crazy yeah. controversial call where Kevin Durant was several meters out of bounds, and the refs. Yeah, I. It. Yeah, obviously this doesn't help. And last week I tried to defend the refs. Um, I thought that was one of those situations. I guess I'm just defending the refs for no reason now because that was ridiculously bad call. But um, sometimes stuff happens so crazy that your brain can't even like figure out what's happening and i think that was a situation there where he was just breaking the rules by so much it's like if a player started dribbling down like the scorer's table or something and yeah he's out of bounds but you're just as opposed to blowing your whistle you're just like amazed as to the bravado of this human and then Mm. the ref was so stunned that this was even being attempted that um uh he missed it he forgot to blow his whistle watching as a spectator one thing a lot of people like one of the angles showed Harden kind of turn to the ref, the sideline ref, and say like, "What the hell?" And yeah. um, or what the hell? And uh, but the thing is, I think it's I don't know a lot about refing, but usually like that baseline call would be the referee who's standing at the baseline because he's got the perfect angle, and you couldn't see him in the shot. But it's like you never like I don't think it was that ref's call, so he wasn't probably wasn't even looking for that. Um, mm. But the ref on the baseline, it's like you never know what's happened to him. Like he might have tripped out. Like I thought the guy at the three point, like above the three point line, had the best view. But that maybe maybe you've it was correct the, it. I maybe think it was the baseline. The gap it in was the, the baseline, right? That he was, and I was like, oh, both of them should have seen it. Yeah, but like you never know. Like a player might have um, be standing in front of the ref, or I don't know. No, just, I thought the clearest. Looking back on it again, are you sure about that? Because I'm pretty sure it was the ref up court that had the better view. Maybe. But usually, and, if you're standing along the line, is the is the best view, right? Because you can, yeah, no, no. But the other guy is basically standing along the line too, and he makes a side. He was out ba- baseline out, and also sideline out. He was all yeah, out, and that that was maybe my point is maybe that the baseline guy checks for the baseline, but you don't normally go out in the corner, and the sideline guy checks for the sideline, but he might have thought he was on the baseline. So maybe the corner is the perfect place to commit a crime and it worked perfectly for Harden who scooped it back. It was amazing though that they turned that garbage into um, a basket. It's just the Warriors and their amazing shooting. But it was amazing to turn it into a basket and it just, thank God, the Rockets ended up winning. So it wasn't a problem. Um, amazing performance by Harden. Truly mind-blowing. Yes. Um, I didn't realize until afterwards he shot 10 from 23 from three. He attempted 23 threes. Yeah. There's so many three. That's like more than some teams attempt in a game. That was like almost as many as the Warriors attempted as a team, and they're known for three-point shooting. Like it's yeah. insane. And he didn't even shoot that well, to be honest. He'd be finished with 45 points. He didn't shoot really poorly, but he did. It was volume shooting. Um, the Warriors themselves played quite well, but they were without Chris Paul. Um, they're relying heavily on like um, Gerald Green and um, – uh, 
that chunky dude PJ who I get to play for the Raptors. I forget him every time. Eh? I'm sick of him in his sneaker game, amazing sneaker game. Um, yeah, it was just it was promising. It was Austin nice to Rivers. see the Warriors back on track. Yeah, well, Austin Rivers played well. I think you you keep. I think you're just calling both teams the Warriors. It's getting confusing. Yeah, both teams. Yeah, they're both. Everyone's the Warriors now. Yeah, let's but you were saying I like, still you listed only Rockets players, and then you were like, "It's nice to see the Rockets, uh, the Warriors back on track." So. The amazing thing about Harden is that he just moves in such a weird way. Like he just, well, he's ex- he, he just, yeah. Um, I, I I didn't look this stat up, but a commentator said that he's, I think, the slowest. Like they can measure players' speed throughout a game, and he's the slowest. What you mean slower than like he's the slowest? Um, Nikola Jokic. Well, just like throughout a game, he runs the like his average speed is the slowest. I think out of any player, I might be wrong. But um, yeah. it might be like a, a players who score a certain amount of points because John Wall was very low as well, and that they were like they had the the point that John Wall will have spurts where he's extremely fast, but then when he's yeah. kind of off ball, he's like standing yeah. still or around, um, yeah. or just walking. Oh yeah, but and and Harden it probably doesn't help that he gets the ball. He doesn't run much off ball, and oh, then when sure. he does have the ball, he's like just standing around the three point line, just slowly dribbling until he doesn't move. Yeah, yeah. What I meant, what what I meant more though is that just defenders have such trouble with him, and it's kind of hard. I mean, he does have great moves, like you know, like moves that you've never seen before. But it's just there's something like the way he makes people fall over because you know they're celebrating him making Jamal Murray Murray um, fall over and then making yeah. three, a three um, M one. <laughs> It was like the way he did it last. It was like the way he did it um, uh, last year as well when he made that guy from the Clippers fall over. Was it yeah. Wes Johnson? I thought that was like more. That. I thought that one was more that he just pushed the guy over. A push. Yeah. But my point is, is like he keeps on making these guys fall over with what seems like pretty average sort of moves, and I'm like, appeal just not ready for the time when he changes direction, or like, how does he? Does he just have luck with people having ungrippy shoes? Like I just I can't just figure out why it. he manages to make embarrass so many people and get open so easily. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I can't Maybe I it's because he does stuff like grips his shoes when he's waiting to take the game winning shot that um uh, allows him to be more grippy than the players he plays against. Hmm. I couldn't tell you. Okay, should we move on? Um Yeah. Uh oh the other well, there was another great game as well, but we won't go into that. It was Paces, Bulls. Incredible finish um, with Oladipo banking a three and then Zach Levine hitting a three but getting it ro- right, waved off because it was after the buzzer and also he was standing out of bounds. But um, <laughs> can you, Lucky they saw that though. Yeah, well, I don't think in review, I don't think they can add an out of bounds, but it was they saw that it was after the buzzer. But it was quite crazy because he celebrated. It looked late, but then the way he celebrated, I was like, "Oh, he must have hit it!" Like he stood there and like um grabbed his jersey and was like nodding to the crowd. And um, but then no, no, he just got it terribly wrong. Um, okay, you've added to the the sheet, uh, Jokic balling. Stop admitting that we have a sheet and that we've vaguely prepared what we want to talk about. Um, yeah, I thought if Harden needs to be mentioned. And my, my asterisk next to Harden is, as I criticised him earlier, like, can he do it in the playoffs? Probably not. It's not really sustainable just to jack up um, 22 step-back threes a game. Eventually that's going to go bad. Um, but Jokic needs a mention too. Um, I mean, the, the Nuggets are the 
uh, the standout record in the West right now. I said that because I didn't know if they were the number one record in the NBA. I assume they're close now. They are. Um, He hit hit a game winner today, the ugliest game winner you've ever seen, where he just kind of like just like fell into his defender and just bobbled up the kind of eight footer. It was yeah. It was it was everything he does. He does unusual. But um, I'm going to make a crazy uh, comparison right now, and American people need to Google this person. The player I'd most compare uh, compare Jokic right to right now is um, New Zealand basketball legend Piero Cameron. Cameron. Personal jinx. Now we've mentioned him on the podcast before for various reasons, mainly that he's just a comedy player in terms of being from the '90s and early 2000s, where he played a a different style of basketball that will probably never be seen again because he had a body shape that will probably never be seen again. He was like 6'3 at best. Um, He looked clinically obese. He went on to become part of the all-star team of the Indianapolis 2002 world champs when New Zealand somehow managed to finish, well, thanks to Piero Cameron, finish above Team USA. Um, He got inducted to the FIBA Hall of Fame and genuinely was an amazing player, being playing like a big, using his body weight, but also being able to shoot the three, and also just being an amazing distributor and like almost playing like a point guard. And Jokic this week said he was like a point guard. Mm. And um, yeah, anyone. I don't know if there'd be much footage of Piero Cameron on the internet because you know he's a guy from New Zealand, but there might be a few good clips. Um, just look at the photos and laugh at. Um, it also didn't help that our uniforms that year were sponsored by Burger King, so it looked like he was a bad endorser of Burger King. Um, but Piero Cameron, one of the probably the greatest New Zealand basketball player of all time in terms of representing New Zealand, not including Stephen Adams or Sean Marks, who didn't really have that good a career for the um, for the national team. So um, yeah, shout out to Jokic uh, for balling out he, at the moment, and he wait, reminds me of the good old days of Piero Cameron. Is there a weird noise at your end? Oh, sorry, it's me flipping my headphones around. Oh, it's very annoying. Um, uh, hey, what would stop an annoying time? What would what would what would stop? What would calm you? What would make you feel good? Um, I guess if it was that time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on out. The I'm not Sit down. The I used to be jealous of Mary Follow. We're taking every game personal. Sit down. Wow. <laughs> Pretty rough week. Um, yeah, there was that that Memf- uh, not Minnesota game that I referenced earlier, where I I leave for ten minutes and it just swings horribly. Um, but I do want to talk actually this Magic Mayhem. I'd like to talk about an, another team um, because we we played them the other day, and in all honesty, I think this team is the best team in the NBA, and that is the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> okay, they. I think the Sacramento Kings are very close to being elite. Honestly, watching the Magic lose to them from start to finish, I was just like, they're in a whole nother league. They looked unbelievable. Their bench came on, and they were whipping around passes faster than I've ever seen any. It was like Spurs on crack. It was crazy. <laughs> and like th- from the start, I was like, we don't have a chance in this game. We uh, ended up losing by like. 16 points I think but uh, the crazy thing is I looked at Sacramento and then today they just lost to Phoenix so 
I think they're just young and they're they're having their ups and downs. But man, that was scary. It was hard to yeah. watch. But um, it's bizarre that you're calling them the best team in the NBA based on one good game against the Magic. But I did see those highlights and. Um, they, their oh. ball movement was supreme and their pace of play is yes. awesome. And just how many, we just kept getting, like we gave up so many dunks. They were just dunking. It was crazy. Um, yeah, but the, you, you've got to stop using the Magic as the benchmark. I mean, that is a the Magic ropey will team at the forever be the benchmark. And um, I'd like to, uh, I'd just like to read a message that, because I sent, this was a conversation I had on Facebook with my friend um, about, in the first half of that game, I I said because I was trying to write uh, I was trying to write some music and comedy. Are you doing the headphones thing again? Yeah, sorry. It's really hard on the ears. It's, <laughs> it just sounds like you're literally just beating your hand against the microphone. Um, I don't think anyone else can hear it. No, they can't. But I can, and I'm fifty percent of the podcast, and it's it's really <laughs> sorry, making sorry, it sorry. tough. Sorry, um, sorry. Okay. So this was the message. So I was writing, uh, I was meant to be writing comedy that day. And I said, how am I supposed to write comedy and music when the magic are getting killed again? And then they said, Paul, you support a very troubled team. (laughs) (laughs) They have a lot of darkness inside of them. I might suggest channeling some of that into your work. I just loved calling them a troubled team. It's, I've never heard that before. And it made it's me a nice a way to describe them. They are a troubled team. My thought when I saw Betsy DeVos, part of the ownership group that owns the Lakers, in the um, in the news for her work with the Trump administration, I thought, in sports, it doesn't always work out this way. The Chicago Bulls been a good example, but normally, bad, evil ownership gets punished by losses on the court. Um, you know, the Los Angeles Clippers historically with one of the worst owners ever, Dan Schneider and the racist Washington Redskins. And um, yeah, the Orlando, the DeVos family, the evil empire and the Orlando magic. And maybe, maybe it's karma biting the magic. In the Occasionally though, it's the other way around where they have the nicest owners and they struggle like James Dolan. <laughs> Just don't even talk about him. It makes me sick. Making wonderful um, music. Um, okay. Uh, I just wanted to finish Magic Mayhem by telling all listeners to get out there and vote for Vucevic for the All-Star game. Who, When the first returns came back, he was not even in the top 10, I think. <laughs> of No. So the top comment on the, the, the voting returns, the first returns of the All-Star game this year... The top comment was R.I.P. Vucevic. He's not in the top ten for front court in the East. He's below. But that's just the that's just the fan voting. I know, I know, but it's pretty bad that he's below Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, Vince Carter. Uh, Vince Carter's pretty crack up. Um, it's it's not it's not on man. There's um, a lot of bad things in the fan voting, but I think they're generally on. I think they're generally in the right ballpark. Yes, um, I'm excited. We'll do our All Star pick soon. Yeah, should we go into that? Because I mean, that's all I had for Magic Mayhem. Hey, it was good. Hey, don't be down on yourself, man. It was good effort. You gave you you gave it a good crack out there. Um, uh, yeah, well, All Star voting um, has come in and been quite controversial. Paul mentioned some of them, but. 
Derek Rose getting more votes than James Harden. I have a, I'd like uh, to I have a conspiracy theory about last year's voting, by the way, that I'll share soon. Wade was second in the East Guards. Vince Carter and Gordon Hayward made the top ten. Jeremy Lin and Lonzo made the top ten in voting. Um, yeah. Stephen Adams had more votes than Nicola Jokic. Shout out to Stephen Adams, though, ripping hard for New Zealand. The New Zealand radio, the state-funded radio broadcaster, Radio New Zealand, bizarrely um, wrote the article like Stephen Adams was going to make the All-Star game, and they just don't obviously don't know how it works because um, the story should really be that it's great that he got 200,000 votes. He is, um, where is he? He's sixth in front court voting, but that doesn't unfortunately put him in the um, uh, in the all-star game. He might, he'd be a fringe contender, definitely, but if you look at the quality of the um, guards that will probably make it, I don't know if there's a forwards guards um, uh, cont- contention in the West, but uh, there'd be a lot of guards who are going to obviously miss out on the starting lineup, so need to get on that bench. But anyway, who knows? Good luck Stephen Adams getting in. Vote for him as well. Um, what's your conspiracy theory from last year's one? So, Shortly, me and you are going to do our all-star team predictions, right? Yeah, so, yeah we've really built it up now too much. Well, I'm exci- I think it's really exciting. At first I thought it was I don't know. I just basically voted for who the fans voted for, but yeah. Um, so I was looking at last year's voting breakdown, okay? Hmm. I was looking at – I was drawn to the Eastern front court, okay? So the ca- the winner and the captain – was LeBron James, right? Yeah. Uh, he received 200... Uh, two, uh, I'm bad with numbers. Two million? Two, two million, six uh, hundred thousand. Why did I help you out there? I'm such an idiot. Because um, I'm such a good guy. No, well, that just didn't seem like many to me. Two million? Yeah. If, if James Harden, if every Instagram follower James Harden had voted for him, that would be six million. Yeah, once they just yeah, had to vote they're once. Not. I don't even vote in the All Star game. Right. Like, who see? I vote to do every it? game, every day for Vucevic. Um, okay, do you actually? Yeah, multiple times because you can vote on Google if you search his name. You just have to search his name, and then it'll come up as a box. You can click vote and then put. It. Then you can go to the website and you can fill out it on that as well. So this is bizarre. You do you have well. to fill out all? You just on the website. You just put in Vucevic and nothing else. Yeah, you can just do one if you want. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Because, um, you know, he, he, even if you vote for him heaps, I love your fandom, but you you still, I mean, let's look where he is right now. Oh, he's not even on there. But you, yeah, so what? He gets to 200,000 votes. He's going to be miles behind no, but the fan vote. It's um, player votes and media as well. So he's yeah, got a chance. So the, 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 the players and medias will, are, are his chance, but you are really just wasting your time. No, 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 because no, the fan vote, I think, will still, his standing in that will still affect his Yeah, but what I'm saying is you, you alone and the rest of the Magic, all the 12 other Magic fans. And all our listeners. Like, uh, 
aren't even going to be able to get him into the top 10. Yeah, but as long as he's, you know, we've got to improve. The more you vote, the better chance he has. Um, okay, but here's my theory about last year, okay? So mm. um, the number one fan vote was, at least in the front court for the East, was LeBron. Okay, yeah. number two, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And it was very yeah. close. He was 100,000 behind. Yeah. Okay. Wow. The media vote, number one, was LeBron James. Yeah. Number one, first equal, with 99 votes as well, was Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? So that was one, yeah. so one all in that one. Okay. The player rank, with 220 votes, LeBron James finished second. Giannis Antetokounmpo, with 226 votes, finished first, okay? Yeah. Uh, so now it's it's one, it's one two all between LeBron and Giannis, right? No, I'd, I'd, say, I'd say that that's one all plus a draw, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, I just I said 1-1 one, one was, I gave them a point for that. So you're saying LeBron won the fan vote by 100,000. Yes. Giannis won and LeBron the tied play- the co- they they tied the coaching vote exactly down the middle 99 all yes correct and the player vote Giannis narrowly won yes and here's the yeah. thing um i can't remember how it works i think fan votes 50% and then maybe player and media is like 25 each or something like that maybe yeah. you think player rank would be more than media but anyway um no cuz media off no no cuz players are a disaster cuz they vote for their mates and their friends and stuff mm. I guess it's anonymous. I disagree. I, I feel like media would be the dodgier one. Like you hear how biased commentators are. Like, can you imagine the? No, but um, you, oh no, 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 no. But though, the, I don't think do those guys vote. I, 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 I assume so. they were media, like national, like I mean, I, Stephen I know A. These guys Smith are biased too. Okay, so it's Stephen oh, A. I Smith. Um, I don't think Stephen A. Smith would probably get a vote, but like Zach Lowe, like the better ones from ESPN. All right. What about like Bill I don't know. Simmons? We should look into it. Why don't we get a vote? Um, we'll, we'll find out soon we do our ranking. But so your point is, my, do you they rigged it so LeBron here's, was Well, the here's captain? my theory. First, the f- I haven't actually seen if there's um, other ones, but I looked up the first, uh, what do you call it? The first release or whatever, returns. Returns. And yeah. Giannis was leading all vote getters. Last year at the first returns. Yeah. I haven't checked second returns, but here's my theory, my conspiracy. The league yeah. wanted Team Curry. It's the first year they were choosing teams. It's the All-Star yeah. game. It's been Cavs versus Warriors like five years in a row or something. They yeah. desperately wanted Team LeBron versus Team Curry, and they saw Giannis had won, and they all was winning, and they rigged it so LeBron would win. Okay. Okay, well, I, I'm I'm semi into that, and I actually thought the same thing might actually happen again this year. But how do you explain that LeBron's got easily the most votes? Um, oh no, not no narrowly. He's, uh, above, he's a Laker um, now, so he gets Laker votes. So he's above. Okay, yeah, that, yeah, that was well explained. Um, <laughs> he's he, he's only narrowly above Giannis too. It's amazing how popular Giannis is when you think about it. It's crazy, and maybe a lot of people are I like love Giannis. He needs his time to shine. But my thought was that Giannis. Um, is second in votes, so LeBron's probably going to be captain, but Kyrie is not that far behind him. And I was like, how good would be Lakers, Celtics, Kyrie versus LeBron oh. be for the NBA? Well, should we go into and our predictions like, now? Um, yeah, let's get into them. Okay. So so the way it works is you've got to pick three front court players and two – we're just talking about starters at the moment. Yeah. And two – 
Um, guards. Uh, guards. So we'll go through it east to west, and um, the fans have voted quite definitively as the Eastern Conference front court: Giannis, Kawhi Leonard, and Joel Embiid. And I thought the same as that. What do you think? Giannis, Embiid, and Kawhi. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty clear cut. Like, Peel criticized the fans because they vote. They give Vince Carter. He only got seventy six thousand votes. Like, he's a long way off the pace. But like, they there they chose. You know, the next up are Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, Blake Griffin. It's crazy that Vince Carter got more than like Andre Jumman and poor old Al Horford. But you know, yeah, and Vucevic got shafted as well. Okay, guards in the East this is where it gets a bit more interesting. Yes, this the is. I think this picks, is the hardest one. I think. The fans, oh, um, yeah, probably. Yeah, actually, you're probably right. Um, the, the fans picked uh, Kyrie and Dwayne Wade at the moment after first yes. returns, with Kemba just behind. Um, my pick, my picks, and yeah. I found this very tough. Oh, do you want to go first or should I go first? You can go first. Mine, I picked mine will be better. Uh, Kyrie, and it was a toss-up between Victor Oladipo and Kemba Walker, and I went oh. Victor Oladipo just because the, the paces um, uh Record is so much better. The other person I considered was Kyle Lowry from the Raps, but um, he's been injured quite a bit. And not that that's a big reason, but also just a bit shaky and not statistically that impressive anymore after a hot start. Who'd you go? Um, I think I kind of just ruled out uh, uh, Oladipo just because he was seemed quite far behind in fan vote. But um, oh, so you're influenced and, heavily and, by the fan fan vote, and he's. He was like injured for a little bit as well, so I thought maybe that would hurt his player vote. And yeah, I just realised me writing off Cole Lowry for that, and then picking in Victor Oladipo sounds a bit stupid. But that's what we do—we say stupid stuff. Yes, um, I I've gone Kyrie number one. I think that's clear cut. But the second one's yeah. the tough one, and I've gone Kimba. Um, I looked at last year's player rank, and so D Wade was fifteen, and and you think he might get some votes from guys just being like. You know, so many players love Dwayne Wade and will be like, you know, he's earned it. Yeah. Um, but then Kemba was eight last year, and I know he's loved by other players around the league as well. Like he he wins, at least he won like maybe last year or the year before, he won like the sportsmanship award voted by the players or whatever. And, um, yeah. and Ben Simmons was six, but I just assumed Ben Simmons this year was maybe not like Kemba, I think, is having a much better season. Um so I put Kemba. That's yeah, but I, I go off, I think wins and losses, and this will probably come back to sting me as I'll contradict myself in about five seconds, but I, I think wins and losses are important and a really good mm. tiebreaker. And when Kemba's team's not even 500 at the moment, yeah. and um, I, I will say this paces, though, I think he's an eighth seed, and I think his teammates are... Bad. Con- well, just widely considered to always be terrible and holding him back. How, so I almost how, think how, it could work yeah. in his favor that. But but if he went his, to another team, would he be good? We have this well, debate all the time. Yeah, we don't would know. he be good? Yeah, yeah. But my point is, his team sucks, and he's the leader of that suck team. Whereas Oladipo is a part of a good team, and he's leading them, and they're probably yeah. only going to get one All Star, um, so he may as well be. When a starter, he was right? out, they were still good. Is another thing with. They were Depot. solid. Yeah, I thought they were quite good, but anyway, I didn't really look into it. Um, I always like the idea of the NBA trying to make a star. And if you want to make a star, let's be honest, Kemba Walker, he's peaked. Victor Oladipo is the next oh, big thing. I love hopefully. Oladipo. I'd love to see him start. 
Well, I do love Kimber Walker as well, so I'd be happy with either. But they of are those they guys. are basically they ba- they're basically to- a toss up. I don't want to um, see D Wade or Ben Simmons. So I'm happy with Depot or well, D Wade's surely not going to be it. Did you did you when you looked at the player voting and the thing voting? Did you? Media voting, did you see that he had a chance or? Uh, well, he was, last year he was 15 in player votes. And it's like, he, I don't think he was good last year, was he? Um, no. And then the other thing, uh, I, but the other thing I was just thinking was he, you know, it's his last year. So I don't, I don't know if players will give him votes for I, that I, in media. I hate, I hate, I hate that, that um, the voting people for a, like an honorary. Oh. But unfortunately, when you make it, it's happened a lot in the past. You remember when China voted Yao Ming yes. in his rookie season to starting the All-Star game ahead of Shaq? Well, I think it's... And Kobe think it's Bryant always well. made it. Because it's like... Kobe Bryant was Kobe Bryant was a lot better than Dwayne Wade, though. Like, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant wasn't a problem because he was like... He was definitely probably going to be an all-star because even he, for individual brilliance on a bad team, hmm. he was good enough to make it for the Lakers. Um, but then they just gave him the starter spot. And if Dwayne Wade was good enough to be an all-star and they gave him the starter spot, great. But the fact that he might be a starter and then, yeah, bump someone, uh, this this whole it's it's kind of bullshit. And I, I I kind of hope he doesn't make it, even though he does deserve all the plaudits and he's like a great he's had a great career he doesn't deserve to be an all-star I don't yeah think. it's actually so interesting looking at the player ranks from last year's votes but what like, else is interesting well just like 21st in the eastern guards last year was um tony snell the player rankings yeah like that's quite high i reckon for tony yeah. snell well who, who's around him who's who's 19 and 20 uh, so oh, it's, I can't put it in order of that, so it's it's hard. Eighteen is Darren Collison. Yeah, so Tony Snell's about as good as Darren Collison. Like it's quite eighteen is quite a, a long way down. That makes that means you're one of the worst guards because there's only thirty teams. Oh no, because this is like Eman Shumpet was fifty three fan voting fifty three equal. Oh, I think that's last equal. There's heaps of guys who. It says I don't think 52. this is you know like somewhat you know if you're a starting point guard you should be in the top thirty. Where's Tony Snell? Does he start? <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, who probably. cares? Um, yeah, that Western Conference Western Conference front court. The um the fans. This is where they went a bit whack. And shout out to them for loving Luca Sanity, LeBron James, Luca Doncic, Kevin Durant. Um, I obviously bounced out Don- Doncic and had to go all the way down to number seven to put Jokic in. So I go LeBron James, Jokic, Kevin Durant, or not necessarily in that order. Okay. I'd probably go Jokic, um, Durant. No, I'd go Durant, Jokic, LeBron probably. Okay. I went LeBron, KD, Anthony Davis. Yeah, again, record. Yeah. That's my argument. Okay. Well, I just went like again, popularity and um, who Anthony Davis is below is below five hundred. Um, his team is looking a bit rough, and people always go, "Oh, again, it's like Kimber. Like, how far is the team taking him? Well, um, how far is he taking the team?" And the answer is not mm. as far as we would have hoped this many years into his career, and when people hype him. So much. So Anthony Davis last year finished two in the player rank and two in the media rank. But you think he'll drop this year? Um. Well, LeBron has to be there and Durant has to be there, right? Yeah. For a starter, and then, and then, um, I think I go Jokic over Davis. Okay. Unless you want to put LeBron. Depends on how many more games he misses. If you want to put LeBron, um, 
on the bench. That'd be quite funny. I don't think Jokic, I'm going to say right now, I don't think Jokic makes it as a starter. He'll make it, but not as a starter. No, no, well, he's he's already, no, he's, he's number seven on the fan votes. But I no, but we're doing our picks, right? Right. But it's predictions, right? It's not like who you think should get it. Oh, no, no, no. no. We, I was doing who we think should get it. Oh, okay. I, th- I was doing predictions. Oh, we're, yeah, we are idiots. Well, who did would that chat? Well, predictions, so we went back, um, who you want it, that would be crazy. I wouldn't say any of these guys. <laughs> Mate, you are crazy. Okay. Who would you say are the Western Conference front court players if you wanted to do who you who you wanted to be, who you think should be the... This is, remember, deserving of all-star. The Western Conference... Yeah, okay, Western Conference front court. Um, yeah, well, I, I wouldn't give it to Davis. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Paul George, Stephen Adams? I mean, I'd, I'd have to look into it, really. The fans gave 90... The, the point is, like, would it change any of your votes? Let's go front court. Uh, let's go Eastern, the ones we just picked. If you're going to pick front court, like who would you pick besides Giannis, Kawhi, or Joel Embiid? Would you pick different people? Um, wait, I'll just look at the fan vote. Uh, I would want Depot and Kimba probably. Um, oh, so in the guards, so you'd bu- you'd bump out um, Kyrie. Yeah, well, I, I don't love Kyrie, but this is just he's who I good. like, right? Well, he's a good player, but we're just going like who we like now. No, 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 no. Who we like as all stars, though? We're not going to vote in like. Um, oh, this is this is this is why fans vote Luka Doncic number two. Yeah. Like obviously, obviously. Um, let me just think of a player I like who's not an all star contention. Um, I can't think of an example. We need an example. Well, like Ricky Rubio. We're not going. Yeah, but he. You wouldn't even consider him. Who's a player that I really like this year? Who. I don't know, Sergi Barker. Yeah, you just I, I was picking who I think should be all stars. That's who I was picking. Right. I was picking who I think will be all stars. Okay. So let's this just is a disaster. Let's continue what like we're doing. Top, top ten. Well, well I'm sure you we're, I'm we're sure you missed things. Well yeah, I know, but I've put a lot of work into my picking the teams and Guards. I'm not pulling out because you're um, we, we we were both we were basically on should the do, same this page. is your text. Probably should do all star and MVP t- picks today if you're keen. Yeah, who we pick to be the all star and the yeah. thing? Well, I thought it was predictions, but anyway, let's let's keep going. Okay, we both said the same thing there. Um, guards pick two. Um, the fans picked Steph Curry and um, Derek Rose, but third was James Harden. And I think the guards should be Steph Curry and James Harden. Who do you think? Well, I predict they will be Steph Curry and James Harden. Yeah, and who, who do you want them to be? Uh, well, I can't just improvise this. This is something you can. You've got these. Um, are your okay, options. I'll just look at the out, out of the top, Rose, out of the top Russell ten. Westbrook, out of the Clay top, Thompson, out of the top Damian ten. Damian Lillard. Yes, stop listing them. I can read them. Out of the top ten, I would want Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. <laughs> You're mental, or Dame, um, or, da- or Dame Dollar. Damian Lillard was a bit better, but my po- my point is here, Paul, is that. You're not. You, you think of a player you're a fan of. You can't go that crazy to pull someone up. You can't put Ricky Rubio in there. Yes, so, I put Ricky you know, like, Rubio in. Okay, all right. Well, if it's someone so you what's want. Your, um, okay, so now, right. so we predict the teams. This is where it gets fun. 
<laughs> I was trying to wrap this up because it was going so bad. No, we'll have a top where, 10 like, later, which will be a disaster. The predicting is, yeah, is bad because it's straightforward, I thought. But the teams is what's interesting. So okay. who do you think will be the I no- hadn't thought about this, number so you, one just, you just go for it. I, I hadn't okay. thought about this. Okay, well, this is what I thought was the fun bit. Okay, I've got te- LeBron finishing top vote getter. So he's captain of the West team. So Team yeah. LeBron and captain of the East team this year, Giannis Antetokounmpo. So it'll be Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. You don't think they're going to rig it so Kyrie wins? So it's Celtics, Lakers, Kyrie, LeBron? I didn't I didn't think about that. But no, I think going off last year's votes, I think Giannis will storm home in the East. Um, yeah. I've hardly noticed Kyrie this year, to be honest. And the Celtics are underachieving. Um, okay, with the first pick... LeBron James selects Stephen Curry. Controversially, last year rivals, this year teammates. Second yeah. pick, I've got Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's from Greece. He likes to joke, but he's also I'd like I I consider Giannis to, and this guy to be quite similar in the sense that they're very jokey, but they're also deadly competitive. I'd say seem one of the most competitive people in the league. Uh, Joe Allen Bede. He goes with the second pick. He takes a center. And yeah. okay. Um, Team LeBron, he gets the third pick. I've got him taking Anthony Davis as a center. Uh, so it's now him, AD, and Steph Curry. The fourth pick, Giannis will take Kevin Durant at small forward. Um, it'll be a cool tandem having the two skinny, tall guys, Katie and Giannis. It uh, seems crazy. Like your logic doesn't really make sense because you're like, you're like skimming over the controversial facts you made. It's like, why did Giannis not pick um, Kevin Durant first? He chose Joel Embiid. And would LeBron not pick Kevin Durant over um, uh, Steph Curry? I don't think so. Maybe he's trying to. Um, Do you think uh, win him over for next year? Him joining the Lakers? Oh yeah, maybe. Why? Well, I, I kind of put the, thought that was why he'd go AD third. But I just saw him taking Steph. I, I mean, I rate Steph. I think I rate Steph Curry higher than you do. Maybe. No, 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 no. I rate Steph. I, I, I rate Steph Curry highly. But like, but you'd rather if have K- going for- if you were building a team, would you build around KD or Steph? Um, probably. Pro- That's an incredibly hard question that no one knows the answer to. Like I'd everyone say Steph. debates. I'd, I'd build around Steph in a heart. Yeah, you're you're already proven you're a famous, um, insane person. But um, okay. it's 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 a real coin flip. You could build around either. But um, I, my my thought, just because he's so much better on defense, was you'd pick um, uh, KD. Okay. But Steph is like all I, world. I like shooter, to yeah, well, I like to go off time. The vibe. F- no, for like facts. And KD had a team. The Thunder had multiple all stars. Steph had a team. Golden State Warriors. Who went better? Steph. Um, okay. Um, okay. Well, I can't, oh, number five. This is where it gets hard because I don't know if there's rules. They're all hard because you're just guessing what players will yes. guess. Yes, but I feel like I've nailed it so far. And <laughs> I don't know if you can pick, um, like, according the, to you, you give yourself top marks. You, well, I just don't know if you have to pick guards or you can just pick them in any order and guys can play out of position or whatever. I assume you can do any order. It's going to be on TV as well. 
uh, you've got to remember. James Harden. Is this going to be televised? Is that confirmed? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think it's confirmed. Or have you just hoped that would happen? No, I, I think that was confirmed ages ago, but I might be wrong. I don't think so. I think that was just a rumor oh. and they didn't rule it out. I could be wrong, but I'm sure people will be making more of a deal about it if that was the case. I don't think they're going to televise it this year, but I hope they do. Um, okay, with the fifth pick, LeBron James uh, selects James Harden. Um, Harden, yeah. Okay. Uh, with the sixth pick, now this is, this is the one that really stumped me because I wanted Giannis to select Kawhi, but... There's two gu- there's two guards left, and he doesn't have any guards. And Kawhi traditionally wouldn't play shooting guard, but I guess he selects Kawhi to be shooting guard in my picks, <laughs> and then leaving LeBron to take his ex teammate Kyrie at number seven, and leaving Kemba to go to Giannis Antetokounmpo at eight. Uh, so they've got kind of they're playing a bit out of position, and LeBron has like three point guards. Essentially, but um, okay. Uh, the according to Sports Illustrated, the NBA All Star Draft will be televised in January. Okay, That's, well, that doesn't mean that could mean that uh, uh, the players won't be there. I don't know, but um, do you think it's going to be that good? Those are my it could teams. Be, do you think it could be they pick the players behind closed doors and then the players um, they just reveal it on a special episode of? Um, Shaq, Kenny, and uh, Charles. I don't know. Anyway. No, I think um, they'll do it, and I think the players will be – they'll make it quite jokey, yeah. and, um, you know, LeBron will be like, explain everything, and they'll really – to not hurt anyone's fe- feelings, you know, they'll be like, you know, if he's picking between Kyrie and Kemba, he'll be like, you know, love Kemba, whatnot, but i got to go with – you know, I used to play with him. He's a little brother than me. i got to go with Kyrie. And so that yeah. way Kimber's like, it's not like they're not just standing there and he's like, Kimber, and then Kyrie, uh, you know, Kyrie and then Kimber's just left standing, like sitting on a bench looking real sad. Well, okay. I would love, I hope that happens and I hope they do it. I'll be, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, but um, I, I would just like to say that uh, it'd be funny if shoe contracts became a problem and oh, most yeah. of the players are Nike but um, and and if Giannis and uh, LeBron are the captains, then um, they'll both be Nike too. But they might want to shun James Harden in the same way that Nike, I feel, has maybe shunned James Harden jersey manufacturer since um, switching the contract. So the NBA jerseys used to be Adidas, mm. and James Harden jerseys were everywhere as he was their marquee player, and now they're switched to Nike, and um, they're still available. That, obviously, that is actually. I've never thought about that. And that, I mean, obviously these players were huge, but it does make sense that back when it was Adidas years ago in New Zealand, like still today, I was like thinking about the other day, just how many Derek Rose and Dwight Howard jerseys you see. Yeah. And it makes sense that like the jerseys that were so available then were all Adidas players. Yeah. The world is corrupt and people are evil. Hmm. Um, Do you know um, my dad today was telling me all about um, it's soft, the Gary fact? Yes, Gary fact about. So it soft, could be wrong. N- yeah, but it seemed believable. And he's worked. He worked at KFC for years, and then he worked at McDonald's for years. Um, yeah, he claimed that like with the the drinks, right? Is there's a yeah. whole kind of thought process between like 
um, you know, Burger King and stuff, that they decided like they would do, you know, Coke is so cheap and stuff to produce that mm. they would do refillable drinks and that they would win, you know, if customers were like, ah, should I go to McDonald's or Burger King? I'll go to Burger King because I can have as many drinks as I want. And, yeah. um, and even though like the drink might be slightly more expensive, they've kind of realized that people, their eyes are bigger than their stomachs. And you can't drink that much drink. Yeah. Well, you just don't want to, you know, you, you it's so sick. funny that Gary, our dad knows how cheap Coke is to make. It costs nothing. Like the main expense in a cup of Coke from McDonald's is the um, lid yeah. and the straw. Um, but even when he goes to Burger King though, he'll get straight to that. Even before his orders arrived, he'll get straight to that refill machine yes. and just be filling out as much free Coke as he possibly can get, even though he yes. knows that it's worth nothing and you get sick of it after yes. a couple of cups. But here's the interesting, this is where his little speech, it was a long speech, by the way, got interesting. He claims that KFC realized they could, um, they would do the, the refillable drinks but when they give you your cup, he claims they scoop it full of ice and give it to you. So then you think you're getting heaps of drinks when really you're just getting like one drink, but with the mentality that you're getting multiple drinks when it's mainly ice. Okay. okay. Um, I, I've never seen KFC. I didn't know KFC had auto refill. I've never seen. I've heard of the fill with ice strategy, but I can imagine ice costs as much, if not more, than Coke to make because you've got to use the electricity to make the ice. It's a very good point. Also, I'd like to say I, I also don't think I've seen a KFC with refillable drinks, and I'd just like to apologize. <laughs> also, I've never for I've reciting never, that thing my dad just told me the Gary fact. But all, Gary's full of shit, eh? But also, um, when have you got like? a refillable drink where they just pre- they give you the cup and the ice first. And if you did, you just pour out some of the ice, right? That's what I thought. I hate ice. So I was like, I'd get rid of the ice completely. Gary, for a guy who worked in fast food his whole life, he has so, so few facts about it. I'm just trying to think of one interesting one. I think that was his most interesting fact was that the lid and the straw cost more than the actual beverage. But anyway. Um, Hamburger University. People always Let's- like that. That's unbelievable. That's a real thing. Yeah. Um, it's, it, was, it, was a, it was a joke, right? Like you're going to go to Hamburger University. Like you're going to be, it was, a, it was like an insult to people. But Gary it was actually proud of it and displayed his degree from Hamburger University. What a weird man. Anyway, let's continue that um, bizarre thinking with another classic installment of Guy I've Been Thinking. Guy I've Been Thinking. Guy I've Been Thinking. Guy I've Been Thinking and Guy I've Come Up With Something. Guy I've Been Thinking. Is there a sting? I haven't even heard the sting. I didn't listen far enough into the last podcast to hear the sting. Yeah, there's a sting. Is it good? It's wonderful. Okay. Well, um, I wanted to talk um, today about something I've brought up past on the show, not as part of Guy I've Been Thinking, though, and I've had more thoughts on it, and that is the idea of NBA relegation, all right? Yeah. Now, there's a few problems in the NBA. One of them is tanking, and one of them is... Um, the marquee big market um, teams like the Knicks um, being constantly bad and relegation um, solves both both of those problems because if you're bad, you're out of the league and you go to a second division or something like that. Mm. Um, so if you had a relegation where the worst teams every year have to play off against the best teams in the second division to go up or down um, – the first good news would be that you'd get guaranteed, basically, in my opinion, a good team in New York, and you would get over the problem Wait. Wait. of 
why would that why would that be guaranteed? Don't ask too many questions. Just just hear me out because the problems will. I think the issue themselves. would be like you'd have no NBA teams in New York. No, you would be guaranteed a good team in New York. Why? And you'd also you'd also get over the problem. I'll explain soon. Okay. You'll get over the problem of um, big market and small market teams. Like whenever they're trying to figure out the salary cap or the rules of the NBA, they always have the problem of like. Um, uh, Big market teams um, having too much spending power and the small market teams not being able to keep up, right? You have the haves, the Los Angeles Lakers, who have constant success, and the have-nots, the Milwaukee Bucks. And I know I, that was a terrible example as the Lakers are not as good as the Bucks at the moment, but historically, those two teams don't even compare. They compare the Minnesota Timberwolves to the... Um, uh, what's a big market team that's constantly good? The... I can't think of a good example besides the Lakers. There's no big market team that's constantly good. There must be a team that will Golden State now. It's it's kind of changed a little bit, but if you look at the Golden, the big market teams being Lakers, Knicks, um, Nets, and now the Warriors. I guess it's comparing, yeah, late Lakers to Bucks was a good example, but bad example now. Anyway, I'm giving myself in a hole. The big market team, small market team problem, which doesn't even feel like that big of a problem. Uh, would get away would not be a problem anymore um because probably all the good teams uh all the big market or there'd be more teams in the big cities and they would just overtake the small market teams think about the number of billionaires in los angeles san francisco and new york basically what would happen is they would all start teams if they wanted to if they because you know there's a number of billionaires that want to get into the nba but can't they'd all start teams without having to buy some like um sacramento type team and they would um fight by spending a lot of money to get into the top nba division one and as a result you'd get like probably 10 nba teams from um uh new york much like london has 10 top flight um football clubs and um, yeah, all the teams would be from New York and Los Angeles. So while it would solve a few problems, like you'd definitely get a good New York team, yeah, almost guaranteed, horrible. you would also get um, much bigger problems by that would come at the expense of smaller markets and also um, all the teams would probably be from New York in the future. Okay, it's time for Paul Don't Lie. <laughs> I think it's a horrible idea. No, I'm just throwing it out as an idea. I so you just, want, you just idea. want all the teams to be from the major cities? No, 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 no. I'm saying if you had a re- relegation system, this yeah. is probably what would happen, right? It sounds like it's becoming British football, which is terrible, right? Well, there's like two good teams and then every <coughs> other team just struggles. No, well, no, no. The Br- British football has the big six. And they have three good teams from London and then three other teams, including your team Fulham, who are also from London, but are... Uh, not good and bordering on very bad, um, and then they have Rude. another a lot of teams in the in the in the in the league at Fulham, a uh, number of teams that are in the in the division below and lower. But um, if you had relegation, it would. I, what I hate about the NBA is there's so many teams tanking. Like already, if you look at the standings, you look at the Suns. Mm. I think um, intentionally okay, losing. Here's, here's my the solve. Cavaliers are not trying at all. Next yes. Bulls Hawks. Here's my solve: is just have the the worst teams compete in a mini tournament to decide who gets the best pick. There's no, so there's no reason to lose in the regular season until the mini tournament. And, and even then you want to win. So, so every team is trying to make the playoffs 
And then if you don't, you're then trying to win the mini tournament. The only issue is then a bad, a genuinely bad team could never get the top pick, but they'd still be getting consistently getting lottery picks. Yeah. But so, yeah. So what you're saying is that um, the Orlando Magic, for example, um, as opposed to getting high picks by being bad, um, maybe that's a bad example. Wait, wait, start that again. I wasn't listening. The, The Magic are bad, but they get rewarded by getting given high picks to try and get better. But if they were bad and going into this playoff system, they would lose that too, and then they'd be getting even lower picks. Well, actually, I think it would um, help the Magic because the Magic for the last few years, uh, like... Have been in no man's land. Like, not well, yeah, good we've been the missing playoffs, the playoffs, but not bad enough to tank. Yeah, but we haven't been getting... Like, our highest draft pick for the last ages has been three. And yeah, how evil are the Cavs? By the way, they're eight oh. and thirty-three. They've lost ten games in a row, the and the that's picks. a team that either goes to the finals or gets the number one pick. It's insane. I they've got them. to somehow, if they rig the NBA draft, they've got to rig it so the Cavs can't get the number one pick again oh, for at for least sure. another five or six years. They should make a rule that if you do get the number one pick, like you can't get it again for a few years or something. I don't know. That's not um, a bad idea. Because the one flaw with this mini tournament, I think, is that, yeah, if you were genuinely bad, you'd just be screwed. But um, No, the, no the, the flaw with the mini tournament is that, um, yeah, yeah, like this Phoenix Suns, like how do they get out of the hole? Because they yes. were okay. How do they get out of the hole that they're in? They're what about like, just like the, 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 the league just kind of judges it? And like uh, if after a few years of the <laughs> tournament, they're like, no, okay, the first um, pick is out of play. And it's going to the Suns. Everyone else is playing for number two. Hey, did you um did you figure out why the um Mavericks were so good away from home and so bad at home? No, it's, it's the other way around. They're good at home, right? And they're bad on the road. Oh, sorry. Um, sorry. Yes. Their records are uh, well, ridiculous. So they're they're fifteen and four at home and thirteen away away from home. It's insane. I did some I did quite a bit of deep digging and Three I and eighteen at, away. I looked at at just individual stats. And mm. I looked at three players' stats. I consider maybe the three most important players. I haven't lo- watched many games, but I assume um, Luca, um, DeAndre Jordan, and Harrison Barnes. I'd consider probably their three key players. There's Wesley Matthews and Dennis Smith Jr. and Dwight Powell and stuff, but I kind of just focused on these three guys as their big three yeah. probably. Um, yeah. So the first one I looked at was um, DJ, DeAndre, and basically every single statistic, cool category, except for rebounds, he gets worse at on the road. It's like yeah. it's not that much, but it's ever it's across the board. Every single thing, yeah. percentages, turnovers, points, uh, assists, everything, steals, blocks, yeah. except rebounds, which is identical. Um, and he's playing more minutes on the road, slightly by like like a seconds. But then uh, Luca was a mixed bag. Um, he scores less, assists less. Uh, I actually, I'm actually he might assist. Yeah, he assists and rebounds less. Um, he's generally just worse stats on the road. I think, yeah, slightly less turnovers is it. Um, and Harrison Barnes actually plays identical regardless. And then I looked at the team overall stats. And basically every stat except for rebound, no, I don't, oh, threes. 
made, every other stat gets slightly worse. So basically my analysis is that they just play worse on the road and I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it's strength of schedule as well though. Maybe it's the um, – because I've, I've, I've searched around the internet. I couldn't find a reason why either. Um, maybe they've got like a way tougher home and away differential just like without anyone noticing. Anyway. Yeah, I should have looked into that. I just looked at the numbers and they were just like, yeah, they play worse. Advanced analytics with Guy and Paul. Oh, man, there's so many things we haven't been able to get to this uh, podcast. Sorry we didn't get to emails. And thanks to everyone who sends in the awesome ones, guyandpaul at gmail.com. We will read every one. We've just... We got we got and we we spent too long on some segments today, but um, thanks everyone who listened today, or tomorrow, or to, uh, you, what you're saying is you're going to go to bed now and put up the podcast tomorrow. No, I'm just saying they might not listen to this today. <laughs> I guess if they're <laughs> listening to it, it is today for them. All right. Uh, well, I've been Guy Williams. I don't do that anymore. Peace. <laughs>